Good morning, coffee moaners. Welcome on podcast or if you're here live with us on YouTube. Sorry, we're a bit late. We cannot work out why we look yellow. Oh, that lamp's on. Oh, it's the it's the um swearing. Um, we were just trying to work out why we are so yellow. We would apologize. We do not understand it. We don't know why we're this color. Don't worry. We have not got anything death defying. Death causing. Death defying. No, death defying would be great. I quite like something that was death death causing. Um, We're just yellow and we don't know why, so we're just going to go with it. Good morning, everyone. Mellow, mellow, yellow. (laughs) Quite right. You're feeling mellow, yellow. That's right. Nice like. Did you make Um, a cup of tea? No, because you wanted a coffee. I made you a cup of tea this morning. You never drank. That's cold. We'll have to put that. Mark, that was an hour ago. Good morning, everybody. Hope you had a nice weekend. I think we did, but a couple of nice days. Mark struggled because he had the he had sort of half a day off, which he never allows himself. So he was like climbing the walls at one point. Uh, can I just say thank you so much, everyone who watched the Sunday show? Really, you really enjoyed the No Name Sunday show, which is in the members area. Which had a we gave it a new sort of titles and graphics uh, feel, but also at the end we ended with something that me and Nadia have been toying with and discussing for quite a bit, which is essentially a mindfulness poem music moment interlude. It was totally accidental. But um, we're really glad you enjoyed it. And actually, it's inspired us to do more things like that. Yeah. Because apparently the new thing is slow. Do you remember in lockdown? I don't know if followers have been with us. Lee Durrant, so lovely to see you back with us, Lee. Yeah, hi, Lee. Sending you love. Uh, Big, big, big man hugs. And non-man hugs. I hate (laughs) it when people say man hugs. Um. Uh, yeah, in lockdown, we used to do a thing where we'd do garden, what was it, garden watch or something, where we'd set up a live camera yeah. and just record the garden. And for those people who didn't have gardens, couldn't go out, it was a nice escape. But, um, but yes, uh, my blind chi Alfie, are you going to join the men in pants, Mark? We're going to be talking about men in pants uh, in a little while. Because I, I have a conflicting emotions about the men in pants. So do I. As a father to daughters. And having travelled on the underground, knowing what a bloody volatile. But also space is. liking flash mobs yeah. and things. So, it's, so I do. I don't think. And loving a bit of fun. Well, let's, well, let's talk about it when we talk. What else are we going to be talking about today? I forgot. Um, we're also going to be talking the Golden Globes last night, guys. We're going to be doing a uh, showbiz special. Um, we're going to do all the dresses and all the glamour and all the gossip and the winners. Kylie yeah, yeah. snogging, Chamolet. We're going to do all of that. Um, Chamolet. Chalamet. I can never say it. Chalamet. 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 And obviously at some point we'll we'll be talking about who won the bloody awards. Um, And um, we're also going to be talking about, yeah, men in pants on tubes. Um, I really want to home We're going to do a moment. Most mornings we home in on, obviously, the um, Israel-Gaza crisis. um, And we will be doing that again later in this live today. So for those of you who are... I don't know, sidestepping the awfulness and the atrocities of that story. Um, we'll give you good notice on that. Um, Anne-Marie Shellard, can't believe the Golden Globes are still going. First up, though, Nadia's broken the internet because her nipples are on Instagram. Oh, God, I haven't dared look at the bloody article. <clears throat> Mark, I was downstairs, Mark texted me. No, no, it me. popped up on um, <laughs> Apple News. It said yeah. uh, Nadia Sawala's nipples break the, well, they're not break the internet. But, but yeah, no, but, but, well, by all accounts, I think it's a matter of time before they pull your nipples down. I didn't. I didn't. I was quite I shocked when I saw it, though. 
Well, no, because he says... You showed your nipples. Because obviously he's downstairs, I'm upstairs, we're looking through the news stories because if we're together, we end up talking and then we can't get anywhere. So he said, he sent me to go, and he said about the sun, and I was like, oh, God, I can't look. I haven't looked anyway. But um, it's because I flash my nipple through the bra of a reel that I've done. But you do know what this means. What? You are never going to be able to say you can't include that in a vlog. When I pixelate far but more to be than... Honest, hang on. I pixelate far more respectably than you did. I don't know what's come over me. I just don't... I just... What? I mean, when you said to me, the son have done something about your nipples, I said, what does he mean? I didn't really... Go to her Instagram. I didn't really notice about. my nipples. Well, you wouldn't because they're yours. Yeah, I suppose I just don't think about them. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, though, because I still do. <laughs> Anyway, so, anyway, so this I don't morning, know what the story said, and I never look when there's stories. And it's funny because we've been in a WhatsApp exchange with our agents talking about nipples and gloats, which has been <laughs> and bollocks. bollocks, great big golden balls and um, nips. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh, James Flanagan, Happy New Year, James Flanagan. Can you nice both to see give you, James. each other a pat on the back? Seriously brilliant, funny, and entertaining content created all over the Christmas period. Oh, oh thanks, James. Oh, well, thanks, Thank James. James, I think I, James, we have to go to a point if we ever do get to Ireland. Go to a point. Go for a point. Sorry. Go to a point. A point. I think you said go to a point. And what? Stand there and look at things. A point. I'd love to go to a point with you, James. <laughs> Did you see as an Irish female lawyer? Um, um, Representing, South, representing Africa. South Africa in the genocide. Oh, well, oh, yeah, I mean, hell yeah. hath no fury like a female loved Irish lawyer. I loved it when I saw that. Loved it. Um, but James, on that note, thank you so much for acknowledging that. I think so, I think what we try and... Yeah, I'm going to give us a little bit of a pat on the back here. What we try and inject into all of our content is a sense that no effort goes into it, i.e. it's effortless, i.e. you know, we are... You know, Vlogmas is a sitcom. It's... You know, we, we shoot it for real. It happens for real. There are amplified moments. But when we look at the storyline, so when I get a little bit hysterical with Nads about, don't show them that yet, don't show them that yet, because we have a storyline. But, you know, I mean, not the storyline evolves based on what happens. Because we're cheating we construct things all over the place. Yeah, we're cheating things in terms of order. We're constructing the music. We're constructing the kind you of sense are. of intrigue. I don't do any of that. No, I know you, you don't do any brilliant. of that. No, but what I'm saying Just is try. it's nice for film you know, filmmakers, yeah. program makers. All of that stuff is going into the same with the um, James will know how much yeah, that takes. I've got to get a charge. I mean, listen, I you've only got to watch. I always say to Mark, you know, he's just so bloody good at his job, but you only have to watch, um, you know, so many shows on TV where everything is so laboured and, yeah, you, and just you can predict every single thing that's going to happen. And as you know, I don't watch our content. I don't watch the vlogs because I just get too cringe. But um, this year, because we did quite a few watch-alongs with you of uh, Vlogmas, I actually watched them, and I was like, wow, pat on the back for you, babe. Well, so that's enough patties on the back now. No, 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 but James, that's what we do Thank across you, all of our content. That's what we do with the holiday vlogs. You know, we're always looking at ways He's getting to make his... it entertaining. What are you doing? Getting a fucking charger. <laughs> what for? The computer. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Right. I'm sorry for those of you listening. Yes. Right. Now, where are we going next, Mark? Uh, morning, Edward Bevington. Morning, Anne-Marie Shellard. Morning, good shit. Lollipop. Morning, raspberry mojito girl. Ellery Jones, so do you really care that people have seen your nipples? 
Do you really care? No, I, I, I actually don't, but I don't like... What I do is I just do what I do, and if people have got nasty things <laughs> to say... Someone's just saying you need to watch, you're missing a treat. <laughs> if people have got nasty things to say, I just like... I just don't... I mean, I don't know. It might not be nasty. I don't know. But what I do is I don't listen to the good, I don't listen to the bad, and that way you don't get... Oh, thanks up. so much. Thanks so much, Faith. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I think people people struggle with the idea that you can construct the reality and it yes, doesn't mean Mandy, you're being fake. Um, what was I going to say? What were you saying? Just what were you saying? What story are we going to do? Oh, should we do? Well, I think we should. We have to do the Golden Globes, really, don't we? But we wanted to do the Golden Globes via someone's pants. Was that right? Well, we're not really doing the Golden Globes. Oh, are you going to run through the winners and losers? I'm so confused. We were going to do a showbiz. Yeah, well, we're doing all the gowns. Well, we're doing stuff, the gowns. And you but, were going to do the winners and losers. But where do we do the winners here. and losers? Here, you were going to do. Well, do we want to do the winners and losers here? No, fine. If you haven't done, that's fine. So this was um, this was a little story about, is it Brian Keogh? Barry. Barry Keogh. Um, and him How do you ironing, pronounce it? ironing his pants before he went on in onto the Golden Globes. But do you know why that is? No. Because, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Saltburn, that doesn't really spoil the story. There is a particular scene in Saltburn where he dances naked with his todger flapping around to um, uh, Sophia Lispector's Murder on the Dance Floor. Oh. Thus, the music which we have removed from this. So why does that blocked. mean he's ironing his pants? Well, because I suppose the joke is, is that he's actually wearing pants. Because he doesn't... Pants. Hmm? Ironed pants. But anyway, the reason I want to do this story, yes. as I said to Mark, I bet. There oh, there he is. he is. There he is. Ironing his pants. Look, good old. <laughs> but you know what? Like, whenever we, over the years, we've talked about ironing on loose women, always rates massively. People get really involved about the do's and don'ts of ironing. Why has he got a pocket up at the top? Uh, there, so you can flop it out and have a wee. Up the top. But sometimes they have it at the top, sometimes oh. they have it at the side. All right, okay, we don't yeah. need to know anymore. What do you mean? We've all seen your nipples. Right, but I said to Mark, I bet you there's going to be plenty of people here that say they iron their pants. Who irons their pants? Good question. Come on. We I've need a poll. This bras. is a very... Imp- me? I've never ironed anything I wear. I've seen someone iron a bra. Not Maybe me. my man ironed a bra. Not me. Irons a bra? Yeah. No. Who, who here... DK1612. Ironed boxers look better under trousers. They oh, have, these. Oh, Edward oh is that what it's called? An Edward iron Bevington box? says they are condom uh, pockets. Condom pockets? No, I mean, then you this look like... This is taking a dark twist, this this chap. I love the way he's got his chin. I, I love the way he's doing this as he does it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it removes any sexual contingent He's doing his steaming as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's the most, right, what's the most unusual thing? Have you ever ironed anything? Yeah. What have you ironed? Shirts. You have. I have. I have actually. I have. Oh, you're very high. That's your lying voice. It's not. It's not. It's it is. You've really high pitched voice. Yes, I have ironed. I actually find it when you. Do, it's boring as fuck. But when you do sort of enter the zone, I found it quite therapeutic doing the collar. But then there's the problem of when you iron an arm of a shirt. Where do you put the line? No line. Well, how do you do that? So what you do is you you because I used to iron. I used to iron for a living. Mm. You iron like that and then you turn the sleeve over and you hold it like that and then you iron Not where the crease would be. Forget that shit. So you do that last. Life is too short, Dolly Harvey. Thank you so much for saying that. See, look, somebody there irons their tea towels. 
What? I know what you mean, though. When you see people with iron tea towels, like in a cupboard, iron, you know, like in our house, what's the cry every time? Where are the tea towels? There's no place for the tea towel. We say, in one of the drawers, shoved. They're shoved in. And when you see people with ironed piles of iron tea towels, I do get bad jealousy fits. Like really bad jealousy. Amanda Roach says, my nan told me iron when you are mad, you will push harder and be satisfied with the end result. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I love that, Amanda. Thank I love you. that old fashioned yeah. thing of the woman yeah. goes into the... And takes it all out. Dina, years ago... Oh God, maybe I better not tell no, this story. No, I wouldn't tell this no. story. Um, uh, welcome anyway, to the she, man family. She would do things similar to that with a particular boyfriend of hers. She would go and just do like crazy things in another room to get it, to get the you know when people say they do that with the dough when they make bread, they put their rage into the bread. But I, I don't believe in that because I think the food tastes horrible. Of course. I think you have to make dough with love. Welcome to the man family says, I don't even iron the kids' uniforms unless it's really Never bad. Never did. Because the unless creases it's really drop bad. out quickly. Yeah. yeah. See, Lexi, I've got a mountain of ironing to do this afternoon, but there won't be any pants involved. Right. Lexi, why don't you this week not iron? Yeah, just, just see right? what happens. See if Just, the world falls apart. But then the other thing is Lexical irons and then she puts it away. I suppose oh. if you iron and you're putting it away. But the, here's the thing. I I am one of those people who never just takes the shirt, puts it on and wears that. I'm going to take a shirt. I'm not going to want that. I don't like that. Da, 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 da. And then before I know, it's all over the floor. But would you maybe want to wear it if it was ironed? If you That's pulled the I'm shirt saying. out and it was ironed. Yeah. Like, oh. Do you know what? Do you I know what I choose might shirts do? based on which looks least tight. Yeah, exactly. Why so you've got them? so many Why don't I just iron the fucking Why things? don't we start ironing? Let's iron. And then maybe we'll start wearing things. Lee like, Durrance's mum used to iron her tea towels. I've bit by bit been organising my cupboard in that I have got those hangers that hang down where you can hang them like that. And I was looking and I was thinking, imagine if those things were ironed on there. I would wear them. Sherry D says, never iron anything except back when I was a flight attendant. Something nice about ironing in a hotel room. Oh, I, I hate ironing in a hotel because I, I never liked their um, hotel. I think there's something erotic about oh, someone ironing in a hotel just room. Just being in a hotel room. But yeah, so ironing. My but, night, oh my God, Paige Elizabeth, my nan irons hankies. Hang on. The oh, whole sentence. Oh my God. That the whole is, sentence has taken me back to the I want to be in a world 80s. where I've got a nan who's hankies. ironing my hankies. I've heard the word hanky since now. I remember. What does hanky panky? Does hanky panky mean something to do with? Tea? I suppose you take your hanky. Oh, it's a bit dirty. Hanky. You use a hanky to clear up the. Pan. Mark, if you do that, stop. I've never. Right. Used a when hanky. I was a kid, I desperately wanted a hanky because other people had hankies, and my mum always used to say, "Absolutely disgusting. You're keeping all those germs." Which is true when you I've think about it. The hanky You're blowing bit. into because it was a time when we didn't just throw God. everything away. You know, it was a time when we were looking after the planet without realizing it. Yeah, but we should really use a hanky. Well, there are two flip sides to that: spitting and, and gobbing in public is disgusting, and hoiking things up, and then putting it in a tissue and keeping it isn't particularly pleasant. I mean, exactly. my nan, my family have been obsessed with boxes of tissues. Since the get-go. I mean, I'm amazed I haven't come out of the whole experience totally obsessed with. I, I mean, mean, my mum with tissue. I love this. No, Mandy Lou, Mark, you have ironed a shirt. I remember you once coming in with a beautifully ironed shirt. Thanks. I will have ironed it Mandy. No, that's not but there's many a time when I've said to him, get that off, and I've got to iron it. And yeah, like, oh, I wonder what you were going to say. I thought you were talking about it the other night. <laughs> get that off. Sorry. Uh, I find ironing so therapeutic, Anne-Marie Lucker. I iron outside in the sunshine in the summer, sometimes 
topless. What? No one overlooks my good God, Anne-Marie. This is the story of the month. You iron topless. The mind boggles. Dale Ibbotson, back in my days as a care worker, I used to sometimes visit an old couple. I would do the ironing sometimes, including socks and underpants. Hang on a minute. Anne-Marie, do your boobs move? I mean, have you got those, like, really gymnastic boobs that don't move? Because, like, if I was ironing, mine would be going all over the place. Would you run the risk of ironing your breasts? Well, I could definitely iron my nipple because the the way they hang. Yeah? I could catch it. Sorry. By accident. This conversation's taken in particularly. We've moved from the eroticism of hotel ironing. We started in the Golden Globes and now God knows where we are. But anyway, moving on to our next story. Thanks for sharing that, Anne Marie. Thank you so much. And we went via Hanky Panky. Okay, so yeah, we're going to talk about the Golden Globes. We're going to do a showbiz special where we kind of specifically look at the awards winners uh, and the riders and what they've all worn and and how exactly um, Barbie feel about not winning particularly much, or how Taylor Swift feels about not winning anything either. Um, I'm going to show you this clip now. This is to do with um, the No Trousers Tube Ride. Um, I saw a photograph last night. Let me show you the photos, actually, first. Uh, Here's some images. Um, These images are less, I find, offensive. See, if I'd seen that image, because last night Mark showed this to to, And you've got women as well. So that's women and men. On the underground. Uh, I wonder how many, what the ratio of that is there. Let's have. Um, so when Mark showed us this photo last night, and it was a whole load of sort of what I would call aggressive bums. Aggressive bums. The world. Yeah, they... they were like bums, and they had like you know tight pants on, and we were horrified. Me and the girls. Was it because they weren't ironed? No, no, we're just <laughs> horrified. We just thought, oh my god, how disgusting! Now. Let's be clear on this. This is for charity or anything. This it's is not just... for charity. I was surprised <coughs> by that. So last night when I saw it, I was all guns blazing. Oh, my God, this is disgusting. Why do they have to do it? God, we have to put up with so much harassment on the tube anyway. Now we've got to st- be sat on the tube. So say you're sat here and you're, the, you're there with Pat with somebody's package in your face. Well, this is it. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. But then when I read more about it, it, it apparently the genesis of it, they started in 2009 and it was very much like along the flash mob. Yes. So let's Quite have literally. a bit of cheer, a bit of silliness, a bit of John Cleese kind of humour in the morning, which I get, which I, which I, I get and I love that sort of humour. I just think nowadays, I think it's just tone deaf. There are so many conversations about how uncomfortable it is for so many women to... I mean, it always has been, but there's more conversations about it now. There's more understanding. There's more... Any man that doesn't know yet that many women on a daily basis put up with some kind of harassment, whether it's just staring, whatever it is, well, then, you know, they're just not engaged in the world. So how that can still be seen as just something that's funny and silly... I got really, I got my knickers quite literally in a twist last night about this because I, I was yeah. kind of, I got really kind of, Dina was in the room, she'd insulted my trainers, I didn't know what was going on. And um, uh, and I, I, I was sort of talking to various young people who were in the room as well and I was like, how can you 
B, I, what I don't understand is how you can be any of these young, a young, a young male especially, and not have any self awareness that potentially going on the underground in just your pants could be, if not, you know, I'm not, I don't sign up to, the, I don't not sign up to this whole kind of, you know, snowflake thing, but someone in pants on the underground, given the extent to which there is a, so much harassment on the underground, could be. Not necessarily. You, it's not that you're a threat, but how could you not imagine that you well, being in? Impa- yeah, no, I'm, I'm just reechoing that, that you couldn't. It's, and as a father of daughters, I thought deaf. it's tone deaf. And also, you must be so unplugged into the current fucking zeitgeist of where things are at and what's going on and what life's like for women. Because this well, is but that's 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 why for me, it's I feel a bit sad about it because yeah, because their intention to me, not. it's the most perfect example of how unbelievable male privileges. Yes. They haven't thought about it because they don't ever have to think about it. You know, it's like Mark never has to think about any of the things that I would think about every time I go out. And it just like, just made me feel a bit like, oh God, yeah, nothing's moving But just to clarify, as Good Chip Lollipop says, they're having a laugh and also there's a lot of women there. This isn't to say that... I'd like to know the ratio of women. I bet there isn't a lot of women. Let me find out. But, but no, I mean, the thing that's important to say is, and I think what Nadia's drawn that distinction quite importantly, is weirdly, I remember seeing this story about 10 years ago when it first started. And back, this shows you how, how things shift. And I think back then I thought, oh, that's quite, that's kind of funny. That's kind of quirky. That's kind of silly. Yeah. And I think just within 10 years, things have shifted, whether we like it or not. And I think it's got nothing to do with what the majority of these people's intentions are. But when on a daily basis on the underground, underground, you've got stories all the time of men flashing, molesting, looking at porn, assault, and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. There just seems to be. As you say, there's a kind of male privilege here of a certain type of man who just wouldn't even think for a minute that this could be potentially a problem. I mean, let's for face it, what it, there will be some men that worry about sexual harassment when they get on the tube, but most women are aware the whole time, watching around, who's in the cap, where am I going to sit? Am I going to sit opposite him? He looks weird. Well, I'm not going to go over there. Oh, you, there's only one person in this guy. I mean, let's not forget a few weeks ago, a woman got raped on the bloody mm. tube. Well, Ellery you Jones know, said so, I wouldn't know where to look. And I think the very yeah, fact that you could leave someone. Yeah, and the photograph that I can't find that we were looking at last night were three strong bums. And there were people just sat there. If you're not expecting this, say you've come from another country. Say you, you, well, you're no, visiting. not even if you've got from another country. If I was on the tube yesterday and I found a seat, and then it gets packed Morning, up, and then Jill. I've got three men, sort of group of men, standing in front of me in their pants. I am going to find that incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. And depending on what sort of a man they are, possibly very frightening. Yeah. Zoe says, I'd have got the ick and got off at the next stop. Well, exactly. And you're on your way to work. Why should you have to get off the bloody t- t- tube? I think the annoying, I, th- I think it's kind of dangerously close to, you know, some of those groups of men when you're in a pub and it's, it seems to be the normal kind of uh, course of events that they start to get their penises out and dip them in, in pints of beer and stuff like that. I think, unfortunately, the, probably the quickest refrain here will be, where's your sense of fun? And I find that the most I passive, aggressive. No, I know, but when people say... Oh, What's why wrong the with long, you? why the long face? Bloody feminist! What's wrong with you, yeah, miserable cow? Come on, cheer up! It's like yeah, good to- <laughs> well, I would say back. Well, have you ever been groped on the bloody tube? Because I have. Yeah. I was groped so many times yeah. when I was a young girl and when I was in school uniform. Never groped so many times on the bloody tube. I don't mm. want somebody st- somebody standing in their pants at my mm. face level. Mm. Uh, but I do think the majority of people will have done it with a sense of fun. I get that. But it's like, 
be awake. Yeah, MT, I think you've got half a question there. Do you think as your girls are older and you're a dad? Um, are you asking, am, am I thinking like this because... I, more no, so, probably, probably yeah. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You're more attuned because he hears every day the hassles that they get. It's, and, it's, and it's constant. And it's constant for all women. And there's filming. And, there's, and so I can't help but believe that within this, bedded within these very probably, you know, naive, silly, fun guys who are totally unaware of any kind of, yeah. you know, harassment that happens to women, because presumably they don't have any women in their lives, or do they? Um, there'll be some in there that aren't actually just doing it just because it's funny. And, it, and it's, if it was charitable, there may be a different argument. Um, I, I don't know if it is. I, I get really annoyed when people go, where's your sense of fun? And when something isn't fun or funny. Mm. Unless you're an absolute twit. So there we go. Um, <laughs> so on that note, take your pants off and show your nipples on Instagram. That's what I say. <laughs> okay, so um, we are entering the last five minutes of our lives. So we are going to talk briefly about um, Israel and uh, Gaza. So if anyone wants to leave... Oh, yeah, look, here's another one. Look at this one. Good trip lollipop. I find the naked cycle utterly gross. Well, that's, that's what allowed. Dina said yesterday. Because mm. when Mark walked this up, she goes, what about all those people that are cycling with their bare butts? She was in uh, somewhere rather, wasn't she, the last time? And she was just like, it's just one butt after another. Yeah. I said, but that's not so bad because the butt is passing you by, right? And you, and you know they're going to be very uncomfortable and they're going to pay a terrible price for what they've done. But... That wouldn't bother me as much. What a naked cycle! I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to look at an asshole in my face. Up beside you, and you've got you've got red, amber, green, and blinking light over here on a bike. And for some children, you've got a child in the car. It's a good point. What if you're on the tube and you get on with kids? Well, yeah. And, I mean, and there's people I mean, with we see people, Yeah, but you're no, selling... No, but we see, people in, we see people in swimsuits and everything. But not on the underground, you don't? No. So, you know, it, it is... I, I, I don't know. I just think... I think It's sad, but I think times have changed. I, do, I really do. Anyway. So if you're heading off now, a um, couple of things. First of all, tonight I'm doing my uh, second Body Image Live at 9 o'clock on mm-hmm. YouTube. So join me for that. There is actually a goo, There is actually a, a link mm. underneath last week's one. If you missed last week's one and you want to join tonight, maybe watch last week's because I kind of set up how we're going to be doing it. It's kind of, um, it's kind of a share back and forth of, of the mess up. When, why do we hate our bodies and how can we work our way through this whole diet culture nightmare and... Um, and it's not, this isn't only for people that are overweight. This is really important because it's not about every, that every kind of person has, can have issues with their body. It's not always about weight. So this isn't a weight thing. Mm. This is about shifting that emphasis that so many of us have on, on the hating our body instead of getting on with our lives. Mm. So, um, it, it went really well last week and, um, I'm looking forward to it tonight. Did you say, sorry, I might have missed it, but did you say there's a link under last week's? Under last week's one. So yeah. it's in the playlist. What's our playlist called there? Um, Wellness. Yeah. So it's called, why do we hate our bodies? If you put that in, why do we hate yeah, our yeah. bodies? You'll find and there's a link in the description. Now, a lot of people get very confused about where do I find the address for Michelle? Where do I, underneath every single film on YouTube, sometimes not quite visible or yep, quite disguised on, certainly on your, on your phone or, or what have you, there is a little drop down menu where it says description and it offers you more. When you click on more, the drop down window will drop down and you will see all of the content. It has all the links to being able to listen to our podcast, 
And under Nadia's live last week, there's also a link there where you can input a longer, more anonymous issue, uh, where which will come through, and Nadia will be able to respond to that. Read it out. Yeah, there's a similar one going to go underneath the live I did about alcohol. Um, so there will also be a live revolving around that this Thursday. And also yesterday I posted on my Instagram um, a link for our Agony Aunt and Uncle podcast. So if you've got a problem you'd like us to discuss in an aunt and uncle way, not in a professional way, we mm. will be recording tomorrow that. So mm. if you've got a problem you'd like None to None of that is solving <coughs> or suggesting solutions, but it's, it's sharing experiences exactly yeah. and similarities. And uh, there will be a showbiz going up later today. Absolutely. Um, pivoting around the Golden Globes. And uh, a review of Priscilla is coming. And um, I'm watching it later. Review. Mark's already watched it. And then we're going to do a review of it. Wow, we just we just are content creators. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Mandy Doak. Mark, 20 years sober. This is my 20th year. This is oh, my 20th year. Okay. Can you believe it? And we're going to do something special this year. And, and Nadia's going to be 60 this year. It's a big year. Mm. Um, um, also, <laughs> a lot of people ask me if I'm do- if I'm back to loose women. Absolutely. We just mm. took a long break because we had so much filming to do for YouTube, but I'm back Thursday and Friday this week and next week, just Friday. So Al, let's talk about um, Israel and Gaza. Um, so this story, I, the reason I want to mention this story is, is yes, Keely Wendell, do, do check out my last, uh, it, it, a chat about alcoholism and addiction kind of flips into quite naturally into a mental health chat. So there was one from last week, Keely, if you missed it, but there will be one each Thursday. So this is the story, Al Jazeera, obviously the uh, Qatari-based um, Arab le- Arab world originating news gatherer, um, which I personally think, simply because it has Al as a prefix in its name, people think is a terrorist organization. This is the, I mean, um, stick with me on this. I think we have such a simplistic understanding of anything Middle Eastern in this country, it's it's profoundly worrying, but explains why we cannot see a Palestinian life as being in any way equivalent to an, to an Israeli or, Hartley or, Brewer. Or um, I, I, her, her not even hidden or concealed racism, it was astonishing I messaged, to witness. I messaged that chap yesterday. I said, I'm so sorry. On behalf of so many, I'm so sorry you were treated so despicably and disgustingly mm. and she embarrassed herself mm. and us. Mm. Rude, rude, so rude. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so this is Don't the started. so this is the story that Al Jazeera has directly accused Israel of a targeted strike against two of its journalists. This poor journalist, Hamza. Oh I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Hamza Wael Wael Dadu and Mustafa Turia or Turia. They both died after two rockets were fired at a car they were traveling in. Now. Hamza Wael Dadu has already lost right. 70 members. Of, we've seen him across we, time. We've followed. We've only got to know him through through this the, the Israeli aggression this time. He is a very, very well-respected journalist out in Gaza. Did we see a picture of him there? An older man. I think he's probably yeah. in his 60s. I haven't got one, And fairly early on in the aggression, we witnessed him because he reports morning, noon, and night. This guy's professionalism and dedication is just in- extraordinary. And we actually witnessed um, him going. He actually found his family, didn't he? Like live. It was like his 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 daughter, his son, his wife. They all died. Do you know what? That net that night, 
he reported, he started reporting again. Mm. And yesterday, his I think it's his only left son was targeted yesterday, wasn't he, and killed. Mm. And yet he was back reporting. The astonishing bravery of these journalists in Gaza. I mean, each day they know it's good, it could be their last day. They're, I mean, the younger ones just have no hope. They don't think that they'll, they will survive it, do they? No. They've no. seen so much horror. They literally, sometimes they beg into the camera, please make them stop killing us. Please make them stop killing us. It's literally heartbreaking. There's, there hasn't been another war aggression where this many journalists have been killed. They say no now one is wearing a, anything. a press vest is a target. Yes. It used to be something that would protect Tricky. you, mm. but now it's a target. And so the Israeli, the IDF and the Israeli, uh, you know, officials are saying that they targeted a terrorist and there happened to be two journalists alongside it. This kind of cover for collateral Every, damage oh is God. the most astonishingly simplistic, stupid, uh, disrespectful, transparent, manipulative gaslighting nonsense I've ever heard in my life. The, the idea that you can just keep justifying the killing of journalists, the killing of children and the killing of innocents with the specious argument that they are all somehow terrorists. They're all sitting close to terror. You know, in such a, let me put it this way, in a, such a tiny strip of land, it's a pretty safe bet that there is always going to be an innocent civilian near to someone that the Israeli Defense Forces and Intelligence Services could somehow connect with a Hamas terrorist or some kind of operation or something. That cannot be a justifiable argument for the continued elimination of innocent people. And more and more across the world are finally saying the same thing. It is astonishing that the West... If I see Blinken... What a blinking idiot. That's what I call him now. He's a blinking idiot. He stands there saying it's about time for things to soften or for, for them to, that we need to take caution or we need to sort of show, show restraint. Are you having a serious laugh? You have no capacity nor compulsion to enact any of these demands on Israel whatsoever. It is the most unforgivable catastrophe that has spun so far, far from the concept self of self-defense, you can't even begin it's to get your head around it. Obliteration. There's a um, there's a piece, uh, you know, this piece as well about from CNN. <clears throat> I think it's a few days ago that that more than ten children on average have lost one or both of their legs. This is just legs. We're not talking about arms <laughs> since October the seventh with many amputations performed without anesthesia. And like I said last week, and I am going to keep repeating this, imagine that you hear that there's a child in a local hospital, your hospital down the road, oh, they had to have their leg amputated without anesthesia. And then we have to question why we would be outraged with that, but not outraged with the Palestinian child. And then we have to question where that comes from, because there is a difference there is a real difference in the way that people think are thinking about these children. There really is. It, it's it, it, okay. every single day. It breaks my heart and it enrages me. And I cannot wait for January the 11th, the 12th. I just can't wait. Mandy Duick. Okay. Rather than asking this question, Mandy Duick, where is it? It's gone. Please tell me what we do when Hamas doesn't want a ceasefire. It's horrific. Okay. The IRA at a point in history didn't want a ceasefire. We, the last thing we would have done as a government 
was going to Belfast in Ireland, which I'm just drawing some kind of, you know, very crude sort of equivalence. It's, it's, between, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good but one. When there were IRA operatives in Belfast, which there were uh, many of, we would never have adopted the policy of bombing Belfast to dust with the argument that the IRA doesn't want a ceasefire. It just doesn't. Just pause one second. I'm really tired of questions coming back and no questions being answered. So that's my question back. Why and why is the only answer to bomb and kill innocent civilians? And to knock down, I mean, just to raise it to the ground. So nobody can come back. We it have what? to think about why, why, why destroy everything so nobody can come back. We have precedent with other terrorist organisations where two things, the Good Friday Agreement, which of course is a fragile piece, where negotiation did happen, where negotiation has to happen, where discussion, talk and, and diplomacy has to happen, regard, you know, just saying Hamas and then saying no di- dialogue, well, well, no one's going to get anywhere. No one's going to get anywhere. And also, it what dialogue, never... we don't know what the dialogue is. We don't know. We don't know who is saying no and who is. We, we don't know. We don't really know what those negotiations are about. And another aspect for, forget Hamas, put How that to the going? side. Another aspect of what might reduce the desire for some Palestinians to express their frustration through Hamas would be to end the occupation, to end the illegal settlements, and to stop the control of what essentially amounts to an enormous concentration camp that has no control over anything that enters it. So let's ask that question. So maybe try resolving that, and we might work out whether Hamas then wants to say, I think what has to happen here is probing questions need to be asked absolutely of Hamas and the Palestinians too, at the point that we find an, an, an equivalence and a, and a peace and a fairness to the setup. If at that point there is still a push towards violence, then absolutely it should be called out. But this idea that we're somehow on an even playing field is an absolute joke. It's Nobody can really joke. say that now, can they? Can they say it's even now? It's an absolute joke. So it's going to be interesting to see how how Israel defends itself at the International Court of Justice. With more and more of these videos of people saying, using the most unbelievable language when describing the Palestinians, seeing one today, this woman absolutely rabid, calling them less than animals, calling them monsters, you know, and there's there's so much of that. It's just just petrifying. Imagine it the other way around. Just imagine it. Mm. Exactly. Okay, well, there we go. Um, so, as, as Nadia says, her live will be tonight at, what time is it? Nine, Nine o'clock. o'clock. Okay, and uh, lots of other content landing. Worst films of the year, showbiz, Golden Globes, showbiz uh, film is going to be landing soon. Um, and just constant content everywhere. So, um, have a lovely day, guys, and we are going to now wave to you. <laughs>